hi there, Ollie Anderson here, welcome to Creative Status. As you can tell, I'm losing my voice, so this is going to be the least rambling introduction I have ever done in my entire life. Today's episode of Creative Status is an interview with Rizwan Javed. Rizwan is a super cool guy, he has a podcast called Unleash Your Mindset, which is really good if you're into these kind of things that we talk about over here. Um, he has a newsletter called Love Fidelity, where he shares all his insights about his own personal growth journey and how he's gone from a person who used to kind of struggle with all kinds of emotional things and negative thoughts and self-limiting beliefs. I know Rizwan really well. I've worked with him over the last year or so. I have seen how by applying the things that he talks about in this interview that's about to come up, he's gone from being quite reserved and holding back to being somebody that is putting himself out there. He's a lot more fearless, a lot more real. He's getting better results from himself, from his relationships, from life as a whole. In this interview, he talks about that journey and the transformation that he went through, the changes that he made, and some of the things that you can do in your own life if you want to stop holding back and you want to get a better grasp of your own mindset so you can be more real, more creative, and get out there and live the life that you know you can be living. So Rizwan, thank you so much for everything and for coming on here and doing this podcast interview, even though I threw some total curveballs at you um, just for a change. Everybody else, thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed asking Rizwan all these questions. Here we go. Thanks a bunch. Boom. Oh, hi there, Rizwan. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Creative Status. Um, we're basically going to be exploring, based on our pre-chat and some of the things we've uh, talked about previously, exploring the kind of uh, mindset transformation that people can go through as they become more real, they become more creative. Um, before we get into all that stuff, do you feel like just introducing yourself and letting people know what you're all about, but also telling people what you kind of want to get from this conversation? Yeah. Hi, Ollie. Um, thank you, first of all, for in, uh, inviting me onto your show. Uh, and just to give you a little bit of uh, 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 background about me, I am uh, I'm a UX designer uh, by day, and but I also have, um, I write a newsletter and I have a podcast uh, uh, called uh, Low Fidelity. And uh, with it, uh, my goal is to help uh, people who may be, uh, you know, going through inner struggles and to help them find ways to move past those so that they can reach their potential. And so, uh, that is my, uh, and that is my experience, uh, as well. I have, um, you know, uh, gone through some inner struggles through, uh, through, um, recent years and now ha having uh, worked on those uh, with the help of uh, Ali, uh, of course, and uh, I have been able to move past them. I mean, they're still there, but uh, they're not as loud in my head, and they don't mm. prevent me from, uh, you know, showing up and doing my best work. So, mm. yeah, so that's mm. uh, a little bit about me. That's awesome. So, one thing that I really love about your podcast is that you bring in so much of your personal experience and the kind of practical lessons that you've learned from going through what it is that you kind of took yourself through. It's not, you didn't just go through things. You kind of took yourself through this process. Um, so what I'm interested in is learning about some of the mechanics of that journey that you went through. So if you were just going to describe this journey um, in a kind of big picture view, just to, to give an overview of it, where did you start, would you say, and where have you found yourself now in comparison? So I, where I started was I was um, blocked. I, would, I, would, I, I had all these dreams and goals to write and to uh, create a podcast, to create videos and, and share my ideas uh, with the world. But then I would, I would take one step and then all of a sudden, uh, whether it was imposter syndrome or doubt or fear, 
you know, something would come up in my head and I would uh, abandon um, whatever I was doing. And so whether mm-hmm. it's writing my newsletter or, uh, you know, showing up, uh, you know, not, not having the confidence to show up at work, uh, you know, all those things w- would just get in the way and I would go back to starting from scratch and I would mm-hmm. fall down into this, um, you know, like uh, you could consider it a downward spiral and I would go, uh, go down and then, um, then, you know, once I hit bottom, then I would slowly work my way back up. And then all of a sudden, you know, something would get into my head, some story, and then I would uh, go back down. So this cycle kept going uh, on and on uh, until, um, you know, we worked together and um, uh, I was able to uh, work on those those, uh, experiences, those inner struggles that I was uh, uh, experiencing. And tackle those one by one and, and realize, you know, just, you know, find, have strategies in place to tackle them. And now uh, I, I have gotten a little bit of uh, a hold on them and I can see them as they come up, but mm-hmm. now I don't um, let those get in the way so I can uh, show up uh, as who I am, how I want to show up, um, it has helped me start writing more on a consistent basis and share my ideas and not be afraid and not just, and just, you know, work towards my creative vision that I have of, mm-hmm. um, of helping others as well. Wow. So in a way, these, um, this kind of negative downward spiral that you kept finding yourself in is something that you managed to, um, I suppose, break the cycle of. You've taken yourself away from those old patterns and the old way of seeing yourself and the old way of thinking. And now you're able to kind of move towards your potential without these things holding you back. But what were the the things that you changed specifically? Like if you were going to, you know, well, you do help other people do this with the low fidelity newsletter and the, the podcast and all that kind of stuff. But what, what are some of the building blocks or the kind of practical things that you actually implemented and changed to be able to kind of break that cycle uh yeah so for for me it it all starts with becoming aware of of these uh of these thoughts feelings emotions as they come up and so uh, i also started meditating a few years ago uh, right when the pandemic hit and that that practice helped me understand that my thoughts are not um, who I am or they don't need to control me. I don't need to follow every thought that comes into my mind. Mm. And um, that's easier said than done uh, because we're, you know, we've been in our heads for however long we've been alive. So <laughs> that practice is just, is just ingrained in us. But mm. there is a, a, another way where we can see thoughts as uh, you know as, just as they are then they they will come and then they will go and we don't need to um you know identify with them they don't need to define us if we have a negative thought we can uh, take a pause and let it let that uh, move and, and still show up like we want to so mm-hmm. i think awareness was a big step in this uh, the, in my transformation Mm. Mm. like i see it in the in the the same way i think awareness is always the first step and it's exactly what you just said so i always think that most of these problems that people are dealing with um in relation to their levels of self-acceptance or holding back and hesitating from doing the things they need to do it's almost always an identity problem and they've picked up some view of themselves some image of themselves which is fixed which is limited which blocks their view of opportunities in the world and all that kind of stuff and where ultimately their underlying emotional stuff usually shame is just causing them to judge themselves and then to project that out into the world and have the world uh, reflect judgment back at them 
Um, yeah. Does any of that fit into your experience and what you went through? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, just the challenges that I've gone through um, in my life uh, and I can um, I can see, you know, these big pivotal moments that happened and how they led up to me, uh, which showed up as hiding, hiding from, mm. you know, from the world, hiding from uh, my family, friends, hiding, uh, hiding, uh, you know, who I am from myself, even mm. to be able to survive. So, you know, it helped me get through those uh, challenging times. But uh, but because those uh, have become habits now of hiding, um, I started doing that everywhere. So I would not open up. I would not uh, share my thoughts, share my ideas. I would mm. hold back. And that limited me both at work and then even in my uh, personal relationship uh, and even within in my family, I was just keeping things to myself. Wow. And once I started identifying, you know, um, these uh, becoming aware of these behaviors, mm-hmm. uh, I actually started uh, journaling and writing every morning. Uh, and that helped me, again, um, take those thoughts that I was having of hiding or, uh, or you know, not showing up and how I was behaving and look at those and and start to come up with look at the, those objectively and see uh, you know what I needed to to do to overcome them. So yeah, meditation and journaling those two I think were pivotal exercises to help me um, mm. in this and tackle these uh, inner struggles. Mm. I think what you just said about um, hiding from yourself without necessarily being aware of that until you started doing some of these practices is so important because I think so many people, they bring unnecessary friction and frustration and misery and confusion to their lives by feeling for some reason that they need to hide from themselves. And some people never wake up to that. So obviously you're, you know, you're blessed that you were able to do the work to be able to bring yourself back to life. Yeah. But in relation to, um, you know, some of the wider issues of this podcast and the creative process, I feel like what I'm learning is the creative process is the same thing that you just described, which is that we, we may be hiding parts of ourselves from ourselves to, you know, different degrees of severity. But as we go through these creative journeys of, you know, riding through uncertainty as we literally create something like write a book or make videos, or even if it's just something that raises our awareness, like meditation or a yoga session in in my case, all of those things are ultimately about making the unconscious conscious, the things we're not aware of conscious and showing us who we really are. And then when we've been through that process, that's when we can start to be more real and to get better results and to stop hiding and to see all of these illusions and this bullshit and nonsense that we may have been, uh, we may have been conditioned with. So maybe I've been a bit dramatic, but do you think we could say that this journey you've been on has been a creative process in that sense? And actually what you've been creating by doing this work is, you know, yourself, the real version of you. Yeah. I, I think looking back at it, it is, a creative process because you know finding ways to overcome the challenges that I was uh, experiencing mm-hmm. with new ways and uh, new ideas I think you know that is a creative process and now uh, I'm I'm in this mindset that you know to not let uh, not be I'm sorry to not let the inner voice block my creative uh, ideas or creative vision or creative or any th- thoughts that I have to, to express them and, mm. and not, you know, to get out of my own way, basically, mm. because that, you know, that's what has uh, caused a lot of this uh, friction within me. And now that I can open up and share more of my thoughts 
and trust my intuition, trust the, my creative uh, uh, creativity cre- and ideas that I have to to you know to help others. So uh, you know, basically getting out of my own way and and mm-hmm. using creativity and trusting it and uh, the, my intuition and my the 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 thoughts that i have you know instead of blocking them just letting them out and letting them um, you know be known in the world well i really love how you've um you know you've brought up this word trust a few times just there with your answer to the question yeah. because ultimately this creative process that we're talking about and this kind of transformation that you've been through and that you're talking about of stepping out of our own way and riding through uncertainty and all of the things that um, all of the terrain we have to traverse as part of that journey, we can't actually do it without finding some way of trusting ourselves or trusting life. And obviously if we have this voice in our head, the the inner critic or the imposter syndrome thing, whatever it is, that is going to be a lot harder. So how do you think you managed to trust the process that we're talking about? Like how, what, what are some of the things that you did? What are some of the strategies that you might have implemented? What are some of the, um, the uncertainties or obstacles that you might have had to trust your way through? So that's a, a long-winded yeah. question, but basically... How did you find the trust to get from where you were to where you are now? I think it was um, well, a big part was getting the help of a coach, so getting your help uh, to validate uh, or check my thoughts and to you know not fall into the old patterns. So mm-hmm. it was it was good to have an external voice to check the inner voice. So I, I think that was a big big part of it. Uh, because otherwise it's just so easy to fall into what the inner voice uh, keeps telling me or telling us. Mm. And the other part was actually taking action on what I wanted to do. So, you know, we work on the inner uh, challenges, the inner mental um, stuff, but it's also important to take action and, you know, taking small action and seeing the, seeing um, good results is, you know, it feeds back into itself. It's a good cycle to give you confidence. And so as a, as we identified, um, you know, say for example, the podcast, um, once I was able to uh, identify what I needed to do, the next step that I needed to do, such as find a guest uh, for the podcast, and I was able to do that, that gave me more confidence to go to the next step. Uh, and you know, uh, invite them for for uh, for a talk. And once I was able mm. to do that, I got more confidence. So I, you know, just with anything, um, you know, the when you take action and you see good results, you get gain confidence. Or if you don't, then you adjust and you find another way to uh, approach it. But then it's the key thing is to take action. And I think. Doing that helped me get out of my head, get out of those thoughts, and see what um, you know what I'm capable of. Instead of mm. assuming or imagining or wondering, uh, I I can actually take action and see so see exactly what is going to happen. So I think that was the key: is getting out of my head and and doing what I wanted to do and what I said I wanted to do and making progress in there, creating that loop. And uh, I'm an experiential learner, so I, I need to do things to learn. And so I think that matched how I learn things anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I think that was the key. Wow. So basically then there were two things that helped you trust. One is the, you know, getting some external support, I suppose. Yeah. In the, in the earlier stages, for many people, that is essential because, you know, people are, they have a tendency to be so locked in their heads that they yeah. kind of, they just need that external, um, objective view, let's say. But then exactly. 
eventually you, you did get to a stage where, you know, you, you didn't necessarily need the external support because you'd got to a stage where you, you just did it. You did it's like you're riding a bike without the stabilizers. And so you could go out there and just do the things that you needed to do and take action. And of course, if you're taking action, that gives you evidence, like you said, that all of these yeah. assumptions and all of these negative things that this inner critic people have to deal with is saying are not founded in, in any kind of reality. Another thing yeah. maybe that has helped you based on what you've kind of said was um, being able to start listening to your intuition and to kind of act on that instead of um, hesitating and letting the inner voice kind of tell you that your intuition was wrong or that you, you know, you need to be more rational or more logical or whatever kind of things it might be saying. How does the intuition thing feed into the action thing, would you say? So one thing that I've found, like personally, and just from working with people is sometimes with the action thing, we can end up just taking action for the sake of taking action. And sometimes that can end up kind of exacerbating the problem because the actions that we take are not really anything to do with our true values or our true intentions or, um, you know, we become a human doing basically instead of a human being. And so if we can bring intuition into the equation with all the other things you mentioned, like trust and so on and so forth, then we can take inspired action, which almost always I've found gets even better results and, and causes this inner critic to kind of step back and dissolve away even more. So what do you think about all that? Yeah, absolutely. I think intuition is a big part of this process. And for me, it started off by understanding my values. What I, what do I want? What am I comfortable with? What Where do I want to go? Or how do I want to show up? And what is important for me? So thinking about the values that are important to me, I think that was a big exercise and, and you know, exercise in self-discovery of, you know, look, turning the lens within. And I was so used to never doing that and mm. not, never thinking about what I wanted, what, mm. uh, you know, what is within me, what are my likes, dislikes. It was all uh, focused outward, outward. So I think uh, that was a big step as well to start exploring uh, what do I want, what is important for me. And so I, I did, uh, you know, I did this exercise of um, I think it was James Clear, where you know you identify your uh, five uh, top personal values mm -hmm. and core values. So I did went through that exercise and uh, it took some time with it. And uh, and usually the same or uh, the same uh, five would come up. Uh, they do change every now and then, but uh, like the core are are the same. So I think that helped. That you know those values connect with the intuition. So when I want to do something and it's not aligned with my values, then the intuition kind of uh, gives me a warning that this is not something that I'm interested in or something that oh. will help me. Um, but when it, there is a match there, I feel like that's what helps the intuition um, give me the right signal that this is something that I need to move towards, you know, wow. say for example, because creativity is a, is a core value for me. And so any activity that uh, helps me be more creative or help me improve my creativity and express myself through that, then the intuition supports me and, you know, guides me towards that. That's amazing. And so ultimately what we're saying is like intuition is a kind of inner compass. And if you can find a way to stop externalizing everything, like you said, and to stop this inner voice that people have, from distorting the signal, then it's almost as though your intuition and this inner compass is always going to give you the feedback and information that you need to make the, the next obvious step in your life. Um, mm -hmm. is, is that how you found it? Like it kind of works like that? Yeah, exactly. I, I think the intuition is that inner comp compass 
that can help us uh, in our, in the decisions we make, in the wow. things we want to pursue. But I think the key is to wow. to make space for it, to mm-hmm. to um, to open up to it, to um, you know have some quiet time or um, you know time just with yourself to be able to listen to that intuition, to listen to that voice. Uh, because if you're always um, outwardly focused and um, you know go 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 and everything, then the intuition is so is is so subtle that you may miss it and you mm-hmm. may you know you may focus on other things um, besides your intuition. Um, so yeah, I think there's it's just giving it the importance it needs by making space for it and listening to it and listening to the subtle cues that uh, it provides. I think that's a practice that I'm, I've am i started just now, and I think that's mm-hmm. something that can be really powerful in helping us go way, to where we want to go. Wow. That is incredibly powerful. And actually, in terms of the the journey that we're describing that you've been on, so you went from you know point A to point B, and at point A you were kind of externalizing everything. You were holding back. You had all these negative thoughts and so on going on in your inner experience, and then you managed to go through this process of um, ultimately stopping those things from distorting your relationship with this inner guidance or this inner compass that we all have, and so ultimately by stepping out of your own way, you made space for this intuition, as you just described it. And now you're becoming, or you have become, sorry, a lot more real. And this is obviously something that I'm super interested in because I'm always talking about being real or unreal and blah, blah, blah. But do you think the main thing that you did to make space for the intuition was just to basically get your get your sense of identity out of the way. Obviously, you still have a sense of self, but I mean, the ideas of, you know, Rizwan Javed and what it means to be you, you basically got rid of all that stuff so that you could just allow something that was real to just emerge and speak for itself without having to be encapsulated in ideas and thoughts and all that stuff. I don't know if that's too abstract, but do you get what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I'm getting uh, what you're uh, getting towards. You know, I, by knowing myself more, I was able to break free from what I thought mm. the expectation is. What a, you know, uh, for example, as a designer, uh, you know, instead of um, going for the ideal designer or the perfect mm. designer that I picture that I have in in my mind, which mm. also mm. caused a lot of uh, inner struggle to going inside and knowing what I want, I, you know, what are my thoughts and, Mm. and respecting my thoughts and sharing them and, and, you know, opening up the channel from within. I think that helped me break free from always focusing on perfection or the perfect, um, perfect uh, designer, perfect Mm. dad or perfect spouse and, you know, all those perfect, images of being perfect kind of broke away and I was able to be myself, Mm. uh, you know, and not worry about how others would uh, perceive me. Wow. Why why do you think so many people are struggling with these kind of things? And so they, you know, they have imposter syndrome or they're people pleasers or you know, all these different kind of labels we can give people that are struggling, but where do you think most of this comes from? That's a great question. And I actually had both of those labels uh, uh, when I started out. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the wounds are fresh. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, you know, it, it starts from, you know, from the beginning, from our childhood, you know, mm. the experiences that we go through, the struggles we go through, the people, you know, our family, our parents, our culture, society, all those things add up. Um, mm. I think culture has a big, uh, heavy hand in it. Uh, 
you know, depending on where you're from, culture could be you know, just all-encompassing and uh, so directive and so controlling of who you who you need to be, who you should be, and you know all those things. And uh, you know that could be a whole other episode. But uh, um, I think, yeah, the, those experiences, those experiences that we go through add up uh, to all these, um, you know, what we say, layers that we take on. And as we move into a new phase of our life, sometimes those habits, those behaviors, those thoughts are just hard to let go of because we've mm. known them for so long. Those are our comfort zone, but mm. it takes time, effort, you know, help from an external voice uh, to to get move past those so you can bring your true self out. Mm. The other thing as well is like you were saying about values, most people for whatever reason, or not most people, but a lot of people, first of all, they don't know what their values are. But then secondly, the values that they do think they have, they pick up from, the culture that they're in. So even their values are kind of these externalized outsourced things that we just kind of pick up through osmosis. Do you think there's, this is a, a, a curveball kind of question, but do you think there's human values that the majority of us, the majority of us share when we've been real based on what you've learned? So, for example, maybe creativity is is a value that yeah. we all have when we've been real. I think, but if there was a list of however many, like what do you think would be on there? Um, yeah, I think we all share. You know, our, in our common in our humanity, we share the same challenges, the same uh, similar experiences, mm-hmm. similar um, thoughts uh, and struggles. So, you know, that's definitely uh, what, what we have in common. Um, the, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, it's okay. I, I totally put you on the spot with that curveball question. So <laughs> I if you could, what, what, uh, what I'm trying yeah. to dig into is just, so ultimately we've, we've talked about this kind of journey that people go through from point A to point B. And at point A, they kind of unreal, you know, however that shows up for them. But normally when we've been unreal, we kind of locked inside our minds. We're fragmented. We're disconnected from our emotions. We're holding back and hesitating. We're not expressing ourselves, etc., etc. And that basically involves a certain set of values, if you think about it. So, for example, maybe we're valuing being perfect, just as a simple example. And so that causes us to hold back from doing the things we really want to say and express because we're worried it's not going to be perfect enough or whatever. But then on the other end of the extreme, when we've been real, you know, we're, we're more spontaneous because we're not hesitating. We're more active instead of passive. We're more able to kind of be outcome independent, to have an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset, to go with the flow, to ultimately experience life instead of just, living it in the abstract or filtering out everything through identity and ideas. And so I guess what I'm trying to just spitball on, let's say, is what values might we be able to translate into action at that level of realness at the point B? Um, I think the values would be... Um you know, um, let's see. So you've already mentioned um, like creativity, or maybe we can frame it in terms of your experience. So, yeah. what values do you allow yourself to have now that maybe, when you were stuck at point A, kind of hesitating and holding yeah. back a bit, you didn't know that you had. So the values that. Um that now I focus on are um, respecting my thoughts, 
Wow. And and in respecting well, respecting other people's thoughts, but also respecting my thoughts, they're just at at the same level. And so before there was an imbalance, before uh, I was outwardly uh, focused, so I was paying more attention to what other people thought, felt, and needed, mm-hmm. and not and not so much for myself. So now I'm back at the same level, and so there's the you know that's a that that's a big big part and mm-hmm. uh, creativity that's a big value that um, you know we have this inner voice or inner um, creative uh, uh, expression that we can bring out uh, you know whatever form that is to not um, block it but to promote uh, help it come out whatever way it wants to show out so whether mm-hmm. it's um, intuition, whether it's our ideas or, um, you know, um, you know, going with the, with the flow or, mm. and, uh, not resisting what is within us to come out. So, um, so I think, you know, self-discovery is, is a big value for me now is to listen to, uh, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing and to, be able to to be able to check myself when these uh, thoughts come back in Mm. uh, as they usually do that now i have this space to be able to not listen to them and Mm. Mm. still do what i wanted to do so uh, not get blocked and and still show up as i want to and you know the results have been pretty amazing that i've seen Mm. Uh, both at my in my work and at home, um, and even others have noticed it that uh, you know there's a there's a big change in how I'm showing up, which has helped me tremendously. Mm. I think that um, what you just said about kind of self respect ultimately really sums up this transformation, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people that are holding back and hesitating and ETC that are stuck at this point A, one of the reasons that they're stuck there is because for whatever reason, because of culture or their childhood or any other external thing, that has basically caused them to believe that accepting themselves and respecting themselves is somehow wrong. But actually, I believe that is always nonsense because when you've been real well obviously the only thing you can do with reality is accept it so you have to accept yourself and you're of course going to respect yourself as well with healthy boundaries and all that kind of stuff because you're going to be saying no to the unreal stuff and so you know we've covered a lot as we've kind of picked this journey to pieces but could we summarize the transformation that this creative process of uh kind of rebuilding yourself has involved could we summarize that as just been that like it's a journey of learning to respect yourself again yeah i think uh, absolutely that's the ultimate um direction that you know we want to be moving towards is self-discovery to learn you know what's within us because that's what we what we can control what we can share and and share with the world and and that's how we can make this life uh, interesting and even mm. amazing mm. is to bring what's within us outside and not uh, keep that back mm. from the world because mm. you know we're we're unique we're individual and if we don't share our gifts with the world then uh, you know uh, then you know it's only going to hurt us and nobody else so i think that's the that's the big uh, mission in life is to you know go on that journey to learn more about ourselves Mm. and actually the irony of all this is that when you go on that journey and you you know raise self-awareness and you see what's really inside you, your true values and your true intentions and all this kind of thing. Well, actually 
the end result of that process is that you have more to give to the world. It's this idea that you, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so as you've gone through this process and you've kind of stopped getting in your own way and you've stopped writing off your own ideas and, you know, the things that you can share with the world, have you found that, you know, you've been able to give more, you've been more um, expressive of something real and that's allowed you to give something true to people or do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think when now that, you know, before I was in this uh, mindset of uh, scarcity mindset where mm -hmm. everything was, you know, everything was a competition. It was win or lose. Wow. And, you know, I need to get mine. And, you know, that type of mentality caused a lot of suffering, you know, at work, at home. And once I, you know, I let go of that to to learn more about myself and to share uh, what I, what I could bring uh, to uh, to my work to at home, I was able to um, take on a more abundant more of the abundance mindset where mm -hmm. I, I can share more with others and mm -hmm. it's not going to take away from me. I can help others. I can. Um, you know, I can be happy for other, other, the success other people have and not think that, not see it as a, a mm. negative on, on myself. And, mm. and so, you know, knowing that I have so much to give because I've opened up that path, opened up the, the intuition and the creative, uh, um, creative voice that's within me mm. has helped me, you know, just, share more and get past a lot of those struggles that I would go go through daily. Mm. I think that's one of the most important things people learn when they're on this journey. So when they're stuck at point A and they're, you know, they're kind of locked inside themselves and they've been a bit passive and everything, yeah. they almost always have a scarcity mindset. Like, in fact, you, you have to have a scarcity mindset to be stuck there. And so yeah. as you increase awareness in the way that you're talking about and you become aware of, well, you become aware of yourself and the world, but also how reality is just so abundant, then it makes it so much easier to give and express the real you. And so that abundance is, you know, one of the most important things you can work on, I think. Have you got any practical kind of insights into how people could do that. So if they're currently stuck in a scarcity mindset, what can they do to kind of start moving towards abundance in the way that you're talking about? Um, so I found that, you know, just being grateful for what you have wow. is, uh, you know, that's a big way to start uh, moving towards uh, an abundance mindset. So just, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I remember I would focus on what I didn't have, what others have and what I don't have and, you know, getting into that story and, you know, wow. that causes a lot of, uh, um, a lot of challenges, a lot of grief. So thinking about what is good in my life, even if it's just once a day to stop and to, to see, look around and realize just how you know how good we have it mm -hmm. we can, there's always something we can be appreciative of or grateful for in our life and so i think that practice will help kind of undo a lot of those uh, comparison uh, thoughts of comparison or i'm not good and they have more than me or you know all those things that come up um i think uh, so yeah, great uh, gratitude and be grateful for what we have. I think that's a big, big step. Yeah. You know what? That is so important. And like, I found it to be true in my own life. And it reminds me of something I've been thinking of a lot about recently, which is that basically in life, whatever we focus on grows. That's what we end up getting. And so when you were at this, you know, lower point previously where, you know, you had a scarcity mindset and you were holding back and all that kind of stuff, 
your thoughts just kept you focusing on all those negative things. And if you focus on negative things, you get more and more negative things. And that's how these downward spirals open up. And then as we start to become aware, or we practice becoming aware with, you know, gratitude journals or whatever gratitude practice we do, we start to focus on the good things. And that's when the good things start growing. And that's how we open up a positive spiral. Um, Did you find that to be the case in your life? So basically, as you shift your focus, things just kind of almost automatically get better for some weird way, weird reason. I think that's exactly it. What you focus on, uh, you know, what they say, you create your own reality. And, Mm. uh, you know, if you're focused on the negative, you're going to see negative. If you're focused Mm. on good and um, being grateful, you're going to uh, bring more of that into your mind and, you know, get away from the thoughts of uh, the negative thoughts that come up. So, you know, even, um, you know, being distracting yourself from those negative thoughts is helpful. So for example, I go running, you know, that's a, that's a tool I have for when I become too negative or when I'm, um, you know, too distracted. Um, I can, I can use that as a tool to go clear my head and not focus on the negative sides of things and instead, you know, change my thought patterns to to something more positive hmm. like those kind of things it's um it's, it's a kind of pattern interrupts like for yeah. me i i do like yoga or i go hiking in the hills and stuff like that yeah do you think you can take that to a slightly deeper level and even though you know doing those activities it is a distraction from the negative thoughts they can also remind you of who you really are so maybe i'm getting too romantic again but when i'm doing a yoga session or when i'm in the hills and i'm really deep into it i automatically step out of my own way so i'm not just Mm -hmm. filtering everything through my idea about myself there's actually no idea about myself in those moments i'm just completely present and i always think that that is the that's the real me that when i feel like that that's the real me and that is the feeling I try and bring into the rest of my life. So even though you're using it as a distraction, could do you think it's actually it's just showing you who you are when you are being real? Yeah, um, yeah. I think the reason why I I, I go running is to um, reconnect with myself and mm. reconnect with nature. And so I think you know I've 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 I'm drawn to that activity because it's more in line with who I am mm. and more is more and it's closer to me. So I think even though it's a distraction, it, you know, I'm, I'm drawn to it because I can be myself. I can, wow. uh, like you said, you know, I can show up as myself and not have those thoughts um, as well. So, mm. yeah, I think there's, there's some connection there. Mm. Like actually the distraction is all of the negative thoughts and all of the, you know, yeah. false things in the world. Like let's just say, I don't know, the, the media and all the negativity and all, you know, all these things that is the distraction and the real stuff is the true values that are deep down there inside you. It's the creativity, it's the flow, it's who you are when you're in those moments. So um, yeah. we've been talking longer than I thought that um, <laughs> we had been talking. I always do this. It's my uh, trademark thing to do. But anyway, yeah. uh, we've covered so much. So we've covered this journey that you've been on. We covered some of the the practical things that you did to kind of break out of these uh you know, negative tendencies and these downward spirals and everything. Have you got any final words of wisdom to sum this all up? And um, can you also tell people where they can find you and they can listen to your podcast and all those kind of things? Sure. So I would recommend, uh, you know, just the overall theme is to take some time to 
um, get in touch with yourself to learn about yourself, what you like, what you dislike, and turn the lens inwards. Um, I've been reading this book. I've going. I've been going through this book, uh, The Artist's Way, by mm-hmm. Julia Cameron, and uh, that's uh, that is a great book to help you do just that to go through these exercises, prompts, writing prompts, and uh, and to reconnect with yourself. If you've been, um, if you haven't done that in a long time, it's, re- it's refreshing to see mm. just how much there is within you that you can share with the world and, mm. you know, have that conversation with yourself. I think that is key to a lot of the inner struggles that we have to, uh, so yeah, I would recommend that to anybody who is looking to find ways to to improve um you can find me on um linkedin you can find me on twitter um but uh, you can also go to lowfidelity.io is where i write and uh, that's my newsletter on substack and uh, i also have the podcast uh, which is called unleash your mindset and you can find that on Spotify and uh, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. So yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. If you, you know, yeah, those are the places to find me, and uh, I'm always up for conversation and uh, and sharing my thoughts and my experiences. If anybody needs uh, any um, any kind of help or support, well, Rizwan, um, I'll share all those those. Uh, links and everything in the show notes but um thank you so much for coming on here and you know sharing your journey and the insights that you learned along the way it's uh it's been a really awesome conversation so thank you so much yeah thank you thank you for having me it's uh i always have a, a great conversation with you it's insightful and um you know i learn new things and uh i really appreciate you sharing the message of being real and uh, showing up for yourself. And so thank you for all the work that you're doing too. Rizwan, thank you so much. Thanks.